All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And along those lines, I'm really enthused and excited to have my guest on today. My guest today is Dr. Harvey Castro. Dr. Harvey Castro is doing some really interesting things in health. He's done some phenomenal things, has an interesting perspective on a variety of different things like health inequality, um, what's going on in the current crisis, how things relate to Hispanics. But we may not talk about those things necessarily, but it's just awesome to have Dr. Harvey on, Castro on the show. Dr. Castro, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here and thanks for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, thanks for peeling off time to do that to do this uh, in, a, in, a, in a busy week and everything that's going on right now in, in your life and in the world right now. But maybe you can um, uh, teleport us back. Tell us a little bit about, tell me a little bit about your origin story and what led you to become the person you are today. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Well, um, I feel that my, pa my past, my background has helped me so much today. And let me go back and explain. Uh, my mom had me at 16, dropped out of uh, high school to get her GED, and I grew up literally in poverty. I remember, uh, didn't know why we had all this cheese and all this funny looking money, and later I found out that well, that was food stamps, and, and that was the way I lived in New York City. And looking back, I'm really blessed to have grown that way because it really pushed me to become a better person, a better physician, better provider. So my first job out there was in a health food store. And on the first day, the owner said, hey, I want you to memorize all the vitamins here and learn. And being Hispanic, I loved uh, having uh, the elderly come in and say, hey, I need uh, half an ounce of this herb or that. And there were Hispanics telling me, you know, which herbs they were using. And I would ask them, why, why are you using this herb? And they're like, oh, this one's great for sleep and this one's great for menstrual periods and so forth. And I started learning. So it didn't take me long to basically start my own business. I set the business owner down. I said, hey, I'm really good at this. I'm having family members and friends that I can tell them what vitamins and what uh, herbs they need and they're buying from me. What if I buy so much from you that you're able to get a bigger discount and you give me that discount and I can sell it to others and I start my own business. He said, deal. And so literally that's how I started my first business in entrepreneurship. And that actually helped me get into medicine. So I wanted to know more of the science. Like I knew these herbs and vitamins, but I didn't know why they worked. And so I was able to go to med school. I was able to use that alternative medicine type of pathway combined with my culture, combined with being a doctor. And that's strong. I call it a strong why, that why of getting out of poverty and wanting to do more. I was able to think always outside the box. And I knew in med school, um, I couldn't afford a lot of things. So I knew I had to think of ways to start doing things better. So I literally called all the book companies and said, hey, if I get a free copy of your book and I edit it, can I get the book for free? But I'll give you back the book with all the edits. And literally, I was able to get free books that way. And I went to the local uh, bookstore that sold medical textbooks. And they actually created a corner and called it uh, Harvey Castro's Corner of Books. And I would uh, give recommendations on different books and then that in turn uh, they would give me books for free and so my point is that's my start that was my beginning um, and it really helped me push to do things that my colleagues were not doing and so now you fast forward uh, and I've started iPhone app companies I started on vitamin company where we would sell heart vitamins um, and the iPhone world I had about 30 iPhone apps that I created in healthcare. Uh, and I combined IT and healthcare together and created that. I was one of the first companies out there. Uh, actually, it was in the top 10 uh, best medical apps in the world 
uh, at one point when I first started. But now I'm really excited about what I've done in the sense that I started my own healthcare system called Trusted uh, ER in Dallas, Fort Worth. And I call it my own uh, healthcare system because um, back when I first graduated, I was working in the ER and I felt like I was being called into the principal's office. The administrator would call me in and say, we need to go over some charts. And I'm like, did I do something wrong? Did I not give the care that I was supposed to? And they're like, no, your care is amazing. We just want you to do it quicker. And so then I said, well, if you look at my numbers and you look at my colleagues, I'm right there. I'm not below them. I'm actually with them. If anything, I feel like I'm a little above them. They're like, yeah, you're making uh, great reports. People love you. We just want you to do more and not order as many tests. And I said, well, I became a doctor to help people, not to um, not help people. So I said, is there a way for me to continue what I'm doing? They're like, you can, we just want you to work faster and not order as many tests. And so I had a big issue with that. And I said, I, I can't work in an environment where they're telling me not to do things for my patients. And so I literally resigned and I started working in the ER and at, at my current business partner, I said to her, what if we start our own company? What if we start our own ER? What if we get investors and create a culture that's behind that? And that was about uh, uh, the conversation was probably 10 years ago. But from when we first started together till now, it's probably been three years. And in three years, we now have as of next week, we'll have eight emergency rooms in the DFW area. And we have been key in making sure that that culture of doing whatever we can for the patient comes first, that patients come first. And it's making a huge difference. It seems pretty simple. But in reality, our competitors cannot do what we're doing, which is amazing for us. I love it. I love it. Well, a couple of things that I really appreciate is your background and what you went through. And, you know, obviously, as you're going through some of those things at that point in time, you don't realize that they are those are critical chapters and key milestones and stepping stones for where you're at today. And obviously that shows. And so really excited and enthused on what you're doing in this model and how you've taken that background and kind of put it forward. And that is you know, the purpose for where it puts you where you're at today. And so tell me a little bit more about, you know, what you're focused on today from Trusted ER and maybe even beyond that, um, that really has your attention and captivation and it's starting to be, in your mind, the difference that makes a difference in healthcare. Yeah. Well, one of the first things I noticed with uh, obviously COVID going on right now, um, there was a lot of fear in the street, a lot of unknown, like, you know, this COVID, should I wear a mask? Should I not? I know in the Hispanic cultures, um, I took a, an initiative on my own and I con contacted Telemundo, I contacted Univision and I said, hey, we need positive news, news and we need a doctor out there to kind of explain and not make it seem so Debbie Downer, but just educate. And I said, please call me anytime. And literally from when I called them to now, I've been on TV probably over 70 times, um, including ABC, NBC and all that. But my goal was if I can be a doctor in a different way, if I can use technology, if I can use the TV screen to kind of convey news and explain, then I'm helping my patients in a different way. Um, I just kept watching TV and seeing all these doctors and it almost seemed like Debbie Downer and like the worst case scenario, we're all going to die. And I was like, no, 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 this can be done correctly and be taught and let's educate. Um, and then around that time, we started seeing an increase in Hispanics having more COVID. And I said, well, I need to make sure I'm out there uh, explaining, educating. And if I can't do it on TV or streaming, then let's make sure that the company is doing it as well. So we've worked towards that. And so one of the things that I'm excited 
Uh, we were the first company in DFW to create mobile testing as far as we would go out to a company and just test everybody at the, at the job site and make sure that they were okay and release them back to work or help them. And then we started our own testing center within the company. And I thought this is what it's about, helping others, thinking outside the box. How can we do things differently? Um, now we're also, we literally this week just launched our first food pantry. And so uh, in the future, every ER that we have, will have a food pantry in the parking lot. And basically anyone that needs to 24 seven can go by, open our pantry and be able to take any type of food and then resources in the local community. And I'm really excited about doing this because again, I feel like um, we're able to take care of patients, but if we can do even more for our community, here it is. And so that's really excites me right now. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I really appreciate what you're doing. And obviously, you know, the integration of, of, you know, focusing on people's needs, I think is really important. I know you and I were on a panel recently where we yeah. got to exchange a lot of ideas with some, some really great luminaries out there in the space for, you know, un understanding health inequalities, how that relates to the Hispanic community, um, destigmatizing some of these things, you know, making sure dissemination uh, of information can be done in, in, in less coding of fear, right, and anxiety mm -hmm. and, and, and stress, you know, there's a better delivery mechanism to information. Um, and so um, the food is fascinating. And as you know, you know, it all ties to a lot about social determinants of health. And, you know, people's zip code, uh, you know, really impacts, you know, their ability for, for um, access to food. And if they need food, you know, it's hard to get people to take their medicine if they're really super hungry or undernourished, you know, and, and and it, but it's also great to see that hospital CEOs are starting to recognize and they, they need to invest. And so your model is extremely innovative. It's extremely powerful and well-timed, um, Dr. Castro. Tell me a little bit more about where you're, you want to take this and where you want to grow. And, and, and how does that relate to your big audacious goal of what you're pursuing? You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you need to always reinvent yourself that you cannot stay stagnant. Uh, the person that I am today, I think it's much better than just six months ago or a year ago, just being able to work on skills that I know I'm lacking. I personally, um, I feel like I've made up many uh, accomplishments, but I feel like I still need to improve so much and I feel like I'm not even close to where I wanna be. Uh, I went back to school, so I'm actually working on my MBA. I graduated in December with a master's in business administration, so I'm really happy uh, for the skill set that are all the things I'm learning because now I feel like I can take business and healthcare, put them together, and instead of making business decisions that the CEOs and other hospitals that are not doctors that are making the big decisions, now I can bring medicine and business together and try to find the best way to communicate those goals and still do the right thing for the patients, but not look at it with just this money uh, behind it with the business side that some of these people that are trained to look at money and that's what they do and they try to shape healthcare. I feel like if I can understand where they're coming from more, plus bring in the medicine, put the two together, now I have something unique. So I'm excited about doing that. The other thing, being from where I came from, I want to make sure that I don't forget where I came from and how I grew up and what I did. So I'm working hard towards teaching others. And so on social media, you'll see me put videos out there to just how can I help. I also recently launched a book called Success Reinvention. And it's basically my stories, what has happened to me personally, and how I became who I am. Um, and hopefully my goal is that there's other Harveys out there like me that are little, that are learning. And if they can be inspired uh, via their parents reading the book and then teaching their child, then now that child is gonna be the next CEO, the next president of a company or the next leader in our community. And I also feel like there's other, uh, my mom's name was Nydia. There's other Nydia's out there that was a teenager, had a child, 
and how to work early in life. So I want to inspire those people. So that's one of my goals also is can I help motivate uh, other people like me to get them to another level? And so I'm hoping that book does part of that. Amen. Amen. No, Dr. Castro, I love it. Uh, congratulations on the book and for disseminating your story information and, and your, you know, taking your struggles and, and parlaying that into uh, a good roadmap and playbook for, for you know, up and comers and, and, and inspiring, uh, you know, children and families. And along those lines, Dr. Castro, I'd love to hear about, you know, some of your thoughts of, of things on the, you know, we talked about some of the education related things for Hispanics and the uh, Latino community that you can influence. Tell me a little bit about some of the other factors that you feel that society, legislation, um, you know, health insurance, you know, the way we deliver care, things related to COVID or not. But tell me a little bit about maybe two or three other things that you, you feel that we need to see come to fruition to make sure that, you know, underserved populations, Hispanic community, that we can really elevate the lives of Hispanics um, through the lens of health. I'd, I'd love to hear about, you know, a little bit more future focus uh, elements that you, you feel that, that that still need some work on, or maybe there's some promising things coming down the pipeline that, that uh, are going to push things forward. I think it's important to look at life, especially in, let's look at the Hispanic culture. We cannot use the same solutions that we have for other populations and cross it over to the Hispanic population and think it's gonna fix it. Great example, and we talked about it during our meeting we had together was, if you have, uh, let's say it's a technology, something as simple as an iPhone, and you're able to text your patients and tell them to make sure that they, you know, brush their teeth today, that they make sure their weight's checked in, uh, follow up with them, or even check their basic labs, you're making an assumption that this population has the phone and has the capacity in the phone or even the, the, the correct data plan to be able to handle that. Or can they even understand that technology or is that app even translated into their culture in Spanish? And so I think it's important to start creating better leaders to be understanding of the topic, understanding of the issues so that those leaders uh, are cognitive of how to create solutions. And so one of the things I think is important is to educate. And so how do we educate the general population? Well, we need to use the technology that they're used to. So they're more used to newspaper, they're used to radio, they're used to conversations with one another. So to me, it was, hey, let's go to Telemundo Univision. Let's raise awareness. And now let's create a network that's talking to this population the way they need to be spoken to. Mm -hmm. And instead of creating a widget that is a fix all for everyone, look at that widget differently and say, how does this population affect, this widget affect this population? And so creating better widgets, um, better solutions. So one of the things we came up with during that conversation is, this is pie in the sky thinking, but what if we created a mobile unit, had the government pay for this mobile unit and go out to the communities and give healthcare through telemedicine, through this mobile unit. Now the government is paying for this unit but now the money and the resources is actually going to go out to the communities to help the population that needs this help, that won't find the help. Um, another thing is education in the sense that there's a lot of Hispanics out there that say, I'll never go to an ER because if I do, I don't have documentation in this country and they may, I may get deported. And so that breaks my heart because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if this person's having a heart attack, this person has a true emergency and they refuse to go because they're worried they're going to be deported then they need to be educated to understand, no, you'll come in, we'll take care of you. And regardless of your status, the most important thing is your health. 
And so if we take care of the health, and I think it's, again, education. So how do we educate our population? And I think it goes back to we need to uh, invest in our future leaders. Not that I'm saying all the Hispanic leaders need to be Hispanic. I'm just saying we just need to educate leaders. Uh, if we can educate from the culture of the Hispanic world and get them to be a better leader and understand the issues and be our representative, then even better. Um, and I think these are all core things that we need to do as a society to help. I love it. I love it. No, I appreciate your focus in the space. And I, I, I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you're just mentioning here. A lot of people don't really think about or know, but there's such impactful, um, you know, elements, you know, and I was just hearing the other day that, you know, if you were just taking and, and collate all the U.S.-based Latinos out there, you know, it's one of, you know, it'd be like a, a top five or top 10 GDP in, in the world, you know, and so the, the force of, of Latinos here, you know, being able to address their, their needs, their health, and consistently reduce destigmatization on, on, on elements that they've been going through for, for a while and uh, like reverse those so that that's a foundation for they can, they can elevate and get healthy. It's hard to go up right that Maslow's hierarchy of needs to, to self actualize, yeah. right? If Maslow <laughs> puts it to if there's, you know, you know, hope or, you know, basic needs or physiological needs that still need to be addressed. And, uh, and, you know, obviously COVID provides some blessings with it because it highlights these opportunities. But as the waters open up, we need to kind of rush at the solutions with some of the things that you're mentioning and the work you're doing. So congrats, Dr. Castro on, on, on your work, on your business, on your practice, elevating yourself, elevating your business. Um, Dr. Castro, I'm sure we can jam out for, for a lot longer here. I'd love to have you back, you know, for a second, second version of this, hopefully, you know, as, as COVID subsides a little bit and see, see what you've been seeing, but, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, connecting with you. If our listeners would like to connect with you, reach out on social media, just to say hi, what would be the best way to, to engage with you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've made sure that all my social media is basically, it sounds odd, but it's go to, uh, let's say it's facebook.com, then forward slash Harvey Castro MD. And that's my, I guess my signature on everything. So I'm on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, so either medium, I've um, been working a lot on LinkedIn, a lot of videos I put out there. So if you want to follow me or friend me on that, please do. I'm excited to help and learn. And I really want to be a resource for our community. So I'm putting myself out there in the DFW area. Everybody that knows me, I get a million texts a day that basically say, Hey, I have X problem. Can you see me or can you take care of me? Or what do you think I should do? And so I'm able to help uh, family, friends and people I meet to tell them, Hey, you may want to go to this resource or go to that. And I'm honored to be able to help. I feel like uh, I was put on this earth to help and, and I enjoy what I do and, and I honestly enjoy it. And I want to continue helping. So feel free to contact me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Castro, this was great. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story, sharing your truth and what you've, uh, what you've been working on, what you're focused on as well. And obviously your empathy and your approachableness, you know, shines through and, you know, your, your, your choice to be of service to others in, in, in such a wide open way is, is a blessing. So I really appreciate it, Dr. Castro. Um, to you. our Thank listeners you. out there, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Again, Dr. Castro, thank you so much. This was, this was great to have you on. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thanks so much.